0: The Old Testament lesson for this Good Friday service is from the book of Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. Please note that as we begin the reading of this scripture, that it focuses on the suffering servant, but there's a glimpse of light near the end in verses 10 and 11, where we hear that the suffering servant will see his offspring and live. For he grew up before him like a young plant, Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him, he has put him to grief. And when his soul makes his offering for sin, he shall see his offspring, he shall prolong his days, the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied, and by his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities." Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many, and makes intercession for the transgressors. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 23rd chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospels according to St. Matthew, the 27th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the two robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, and they filled it with sour wine, and they put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. This evening we continue our sermon series, The Stones of Lent That Shout. And throughout the Lenten season and during this Holy Week we have been listening to the message of the stones. And tonight we come to that rocky ridge called Golgotha. The message of the skull shaped rock on this Good Friday is a harsh one. Harsh as hard as the stones once hurled in deadly anger at the Lord's prophets. And the message is this, die. And as the verbal stones of Jesus' enemies continue to be hurled with horrible accuracy, the message grows more shrill, die you deserve to die, you ought to die, you must die, you shall die. It's a message that takes us back to the first day of Lent, Ash Wednesday, when the Lord cursed Adam and Eve and announced to them and to us this sentence of death, you are dust, and to dust you shall return, die. That word comes back with rock-hard accuracy to all of us. You deserve to die. You ought to die. You must die. You will die. It's a message that we do well to remember on this somber Friday. Except on this day, these words are not addressed to us, but to Jesus, who is the rock of our salvation. Crucify him, die, his enemies shout. And when we listen close, we're stunned and shocked by who is calling for Jesus' death. It's not some verbal stone flung by an ancient angry Pharisee or Sadducee, but we ourselves. Yes, it's our own haunting, rebellious voice. It's our own lives of disobedience. It's our own sin that shouts at Jesus, the Holy Son of God, Die! You deserve to die. You ought to die. You must die. You will die. And on that rocky crest that is shaped like a skull, nails are driven into his hands and into his feet to make it so. Rocks are, sh- are shoved into a hole in the ground to secure the cross upright. To dust you shall return. The wages of sin is death. You shall die. Beneath our Lord's cross, the taunts and the insults continue. The sneers of those who verbally abuse Jesus, each one striking the rock of our salvation like a well-aimed stone Come down from that cross. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him if he delights in him. Let us see whether Elijah will come and save him. But even as these blockheads taunt the rock of salvation, there's an eerie silence, a silence from heaven. There's no voice proclaiming, this is my son whom I love with whom I'm well pleased. There is only silence. And that silence is far more excruciating for the rock of our salvation than the insults hurled at him. The silence of God shouts, it even screams, die. And the rock of our salvation cries out in anguish My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And again, there is only silence from heaven. And that silence shouts, die. You deserve to die. You ought to die. You must die. You will die. And die the rock of our salvation does. Into your hands I commit my spirit. And with that prayer fresh on his lips, the rock of our salvation gives up his spirit. He dies. Yes, he dies. You deserve to die. You ought to die. You must die. A woman was teaching a Sunday school class of four-year-old children Her lesson was on the Ten Commandments, and she began by asking what we must do to go to heaven. And there was a prolonged silence before one child shouted, Die! We must die! Such wise words from this four-year-old. Before we can live eternally with our Lord in glory, we must die. And before God's son can conquer death, he has to die. And when he does die and die, he must as the bearer of our sin. The earth trembles. And the rocks split. And the gravestones open. They're moved aside. And the apostle Matthew reports in the gospel lesson we heard tonight that many people who had died come out of their tombs and after the resurrection of Jesus appeared to people in Jerusalem. Already, the stones are beginning to shout on Good Friday what the prophets had foretold that is now being fulfilled. Even now as darkness descends upon the earth and the angels weep and the disciples look on with despair and Joseph of Arimathea lays the lifeless body of Jesus in a tomb and the women head off to the market to purchase spices to prepare Jesus' body for burial, the stones that shouted, die, are beginning to be silenced by the stones that proclaim another message, he lives. We often read Isaiah 53 on Good Friday as we did this evening. For it speaks of the suffering servant being despised and rejected by mankind. It speaks of his pain and sorrow. It speaks of him being stricken and smitten and afflicted, even punished by God as he is pierced for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. It speaks of his death that he must die so that we might be healed. But in Isaiah 53, there's also a glimmer of hope. There's a glimmer of light. Listen to verses 10 and 11. It was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And after the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. Yes, it is Friday, and the stones shout die, but Easter Sunday is coming. And even on Good Friday, the stones are beginning to proclaim he lives. Dr. Duane Ward was showing a group the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem one of the holiest sites in Islam. It is also the site of the ancient Jewish temple. And under the rock, he said, there's a hole that runs into the tunnel through which the blood of all the sacrifices that were made in that place flowed and then they ran into the area of the Brook Kidron. And he waxed eloquent about the oceans of blood that had been shed throughout history. But then Dr. Ward concluded with these words but we give thanks for the once and only sacrifice made by Jesus on Calvary. That is the only shed blood that atones for sin. That's what the writer to the Hebrews means when he says, just as man is destined to die once and face the judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of all people. The stones shout, we live. Peter writes, for you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And the stones shout, we live. In the 16th century, the Dutch people revolted against King Philip II of Spain. Philip responded by sending his army to suppress the rebellion. To punish the city, the soldiers went from house to house, and they killed every man, woman, and child that they found in that house. A group of men and women and children were hiding in a corner house, knowing that sooner or later, the soldiers would finally get to them too. But then a young man had an idea. He took a goat into the house and he killed it. And he let some of the blood run under the doorway. And the soldiers reached that house and they were just preparing to batter the door down when one soldier said, come, let us move on. The work is already done here. See the blood beneath the door? And so the people inside escaped death because of the blood of the goat we are forgiven, and we escape the sentence of eternal death because Jesus Christ died. He died for our sins. And wherever there is God's forgiveness, there is always life and there is always salvation. The earth trembling, the stone splitting, the temple curtain being torn in two, they all shout, live. You will live. Yes, the stone's message of Good Friday, at least part of it, is a harsh one. But the Good Friday message of death will be shouted down. It is drowned out by the shouts on Easter morning, the shouts of Jesus' followers, and then by you and me and all believers as we declare the rock of our salvation, lives. Amen.